Welcome to Odds and Ends with Mike Tyson, our Fast Friday edition. Yes, Friday after 16 games were played last night, all 32 teams, jobs on the line for many NFL rookies, rookie draft picks, free agents, also veterans who are out there trying to win possibly backup roles, playing on special teams. My thoughts are with all you guys, and and uh, hopefully things work out for you. As we know, 4 o'clock on Saturday, East Coast time, the teams must cut down to 53 players, and then on Sunday, they're able to add 10 players to the practice squad. My guest today is former NFL linebacker, three-time three-time All-Pro pass rusher extraordinaire, 51 and a half sacks he retired with, and he also retired with 22 fumbles forced. Brian played for the Bears, the Dolphins, and a couple other teams, the Jets, finished with New Orleans in 2002. We'll be right back with my guest today on Fast Friday, Brian Cox, and he'll talk a little coaching, talk a lot about family, and talk about horse racing. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the weather's clear, can do, can do. Welcome to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice, our Fast Friday edition. And this week we have on Brian Cox, the three-time All-Pro linebacker, defensive van who retired with 51 and a half sacks, played for the Dolphins, the Bears primarily, a little bit with the Jets, the Patriots, and finished up with the Saints in 2002. But one of the stats that I think is very impressive is Brian also caused, or what they say in the stats, forced 22 fumbles in his career. BC, how we doing today, my man? Good, brother. I ain't just hanging out here in nice weather of Atlanta, Georgia, just relaxing. Yeah, and what you got going on? You got anything going on? Got any radio? Got any uh, football going on? Well, tell the fans out there what you got going on right now. Man, don't nobody love me no more. I ain't got nothing going on. I'm just relaxing, Mike. I'm enjoying myself, man. You know, I'm getting to spend a lot of time with the family, so been out of it for about three years now. Just get to take my daughter to school every day, get to spend more time with the family, sit at, sit down at the dinner table and have dinner. So uh, it's not what I want to do, but it's uh, it's exciting that I get to spend the time with the family. Well, and I know, I know you, you're an avid golfer. Has that helping your golf game or hurting your golf game? How's the golf game going? Um, I don't get to play as much as I like. Uh, the weather out here has been really hot, and then, you know, with all the ailments and the aches that I have, I just try to just do a little walking and try to keep myself in shape. So I'm not playing as much as I like, but when I do get out there, I feel good about the game. It's, it's, I'm in the high 80s, low 90s, so... I enjoy it. Well, that's not bad. I could take. I'll take that any day of the week. And then, so you're you're looking to get back in. You like to get back in next year if things fell the right way for you, wouldn't you be? Yeah, I would like to get back in, man. I just I don't know what the situation is, but you know, I I thought I had some things lined up last year, and just you know, for whatever reason, things just haven't gone my way. So I like to get back in because it's not a good feeling when you know your last game walking off the field in the Super Bowl. Uh, with a loss, and then all of a sudden, two days later, you get fired. So that's not the way I want my career to end as a coach. Well, it's not going to end that way. You'll get back in. Good football player. We worked a good fo- good football player and excellent coach. We worked together in Atlanta. We had some fun together. We developed some players together. And uh, I'm hopeful, and the fans are out there. Hopefully, you get you get back in the game because you deserve to be back in the game. Speaking, you talked about family. You talked about taking your daughter to school. What about Brian Cox Jr. down there at Carolina? How's he doing right now? Give us a little update on him. Well, one, he's, he's fighting for his, you know, football life. You know, his job's on the line. And 
tonight's game will be very important. So I spoke to him a little early, and he was excited about it. He got into a little bit of a, uh, trouble about two weeks ago. He got pulled over speeding, doing about 90 miles an hour, and you know had some marijuana in the car. So he was embarrassed about it. But the thing about it, as as uh, him being my only son, as a dad, I just told him this thing. First of all, more than anything else, I love you and I'm proud of you. Don't let this one bad decision ruin your life. You can come back from it. You can stand up, be a man about it, take take responsibility and accountability, and let's move forward. But don't let this ruin your life, and I love you and I'm proud of you. Well, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, that support that, that my wife and I and the siblings give him uh, means the world to him. Uh, but he he's had his head down a little bit, a little embarrassed, but he'll rise again. He'll, he'll stand up and be a man. Well, and then all you parents out there, because I know we have a lot of people out there that have children, listen to that advice that Brian gave Brian Jr. It's, uh, it's real, man. This is what life is about. These things happen. You know, there's nobody out there perfect, and, and so to make a mistake like that and then have you give him that type of advice I think is great for all the fans to hear, BC. But um, let's, let's move on to something that you and I have a passion about. This is Fast Friday, and Fast Friday is the day that – we like to talk about horses, and I know you're an avid uh, horse studier, maybe not a ha- a avid horse player anymore, but I know you like to dabble a little bit. And tell me, uh, tell me a couple of horses, a couple of races you got your eye on for this weekend. I know there's some great racing still left at Del Mar and Saratoga right now. Well, the two races I picked out this uh, this weekend, one is on the uh, West Coast, the J.C. Maybe uh, for Grade Two. Uh, I think Vasilevsky of uh, Vasilevskiya, however you pronounce that name, is going to be hard to beat in uh, J.C. maybe. But a horse that I'm kind of looking at to maybe give him a little bit of a run is Pave. Pave has a, a grade one win on this uh, uh, page, and he has a grade one and grade two place. He has two wins at the distance. Uh, this is the second um, race off a six-month layoff, so I think that he'll do well there. Two races uh, back, three races back. He had two poor efforts before they put him on the shelf, so he came back a little bit of race in the restricted uh, stakes race. He closed a little bit, got third place. Uh, Ashima, the five-horse, beat him. And uh, I think the second off the layoff will set him up good, uh, stretching out from a mile in the 16th to a mile in the 8th. So if anybody can beat the one horse, I think it'll be the two paid. And then the second horse that I'm going to put in that group is uh, Himsa. You know, this horse has some speed, grade one placed horse. Last three starts of going to the front. Don't necessarily um, like him going to the front like that. I like for him to sit a little bit, but he showed a different facet to his races. Uh, two back in the grade one, gamely, he ran a good third place behind, uh, you know, the favorite in this race, the one horse. So I feel like if any horse can give him a problem, the two and the five would be the two horses that will probably have the most um opportunity to win i don't like the second choice the four horse tonette uh when you look at it flavor and prop was riding that horse got off so now they switched to barano so prop was on the one horse that that seems to be you would think if he had his pick he'd stay with the one horse and then when you look at it the third choice the seven horse julia foxtrot don't think win he has a grade three win he's a versatile horse but when you look down at the PPs, you look at it, he's stepping up in class, in my opinion, because the last race he ran at Arlington Park, he just went to the front and was able to win. Um, you know, that's against Lesser to me. Now he's stepping up uh, in class, and so I think that he's probably going to be up against it a little bit. 
and this is fourth race off the layoff, that might be the thing. The cycle, the racing cycle might be good for him, but I don't see it. The three hearts with, with Mikey on them, uh, the force, I don't see any turf races in his PPs. Right. So he's been dirt, but he does have class over some of these horses. So if you want to throw him in based on his class. And he's working again, well. He's working well, too. Horses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So about, yeah. that that would be a horse that I would probably say, you know, at, at twelve to one, if you wanted to put some across the board on him, um, just based on his class, would be good. The only thing that I was concerned about is he had no placings at Del Mar and he has no wins at the distance. But again, going from dirt to turf, he's run a lot of great ones. When you look at his page against who he's run against. Uh, Marnie Margaro shows up on there. Val Dory shows up on there. Unique Bella shows up on there. So he's been running against. She has been running against good horses as a merit, but uh, you know, just going back to the turf kind of was a little bit of a concern. So if it was me, I don't think you could beat the one horse. But if you wanted to play underneath, I, I think the two, three, five would be the horses I'd play underneath. And maybe if you put those three on top, if the one has an off day and put him in the second spot, maybe you come away with some money. Sounds like a plan. So, Vasilica, who trained by Jerry Hollendorfer, is obviously going to be the favorite. That's the horse that Pratt went on, like like Brian said. Brian likes the horse ridden by Victor Espinosa, paved for Michael McCarthy, Michael Whitey McCarthy. And then you like the three a little bit that Mikey's on. You like the five, uh, Ahisma, Achu, God bless you, uh, Ahisma, and... <laughs> And uh, it's a good feel. It's good. I, I'm having a hard. <laughs> you know, it's a good feel. I'm, I'm butchering up some of the names, but oh, you know, to me, I would I would throw out the four and the seven. I, I don't think the six has a chance. He's stepping way up in class. He's one for six over the last two years, so I don't think he has one. But I think if you can get, you know, either the two at twelve to one or the three at twelve to one, you know, those would be some prices that you could put under underneath the one horse and. And perhaps the five horse that eight to one would be another horse. That horse, I think, would be the horse, the speed of the race, you know. So I think the last, you know, three races, Blankets put him out, you know, on or near the lead. And I think he's uh, run really good doing that. And, and, and a couple races back, he ran third to Vasilevska. So, I, you know, I feel good about the two, three, and the five underneath the one, and then again, I will wheel the two, three, five on top of the one and exact it. Yeah, and see if you can catch a little price. You know, if the, the, the one runs uh, second, you're going to catch yourself a decent price with those odds. That's that's good. That's a lot. Hopefully we hit that because I need something because I've been frozen on Friday. <laughs> so what what you got at Saratoga? You got anything at Saratoga for the fans? I I went to the Saratoga. I went to the Woodward, which is a great one. Absolutely. And then the Woodward, I think it, it really came down to uh, two horses. I think the five, uh, preservedness, uh, would be a horse uh, that I think I would take on top. He's a grade two winner. He's a stalker. Um, you know, he, he didn't run real well last time out. He had the outside post going a mile in the eighth and the seventh hole. And I think Junior Alvarado just sent him a little bit too too uh, fast. Before that, you know, his two races previously, he had just been sitting just off the pace, just stalking a little bit, ran really good. He got beat by Yoshida and Reno Rosso last time. McKenzie, of course, won the Whitney but he ran a, a credible fourth, and I think when he comes back in this race, you look two back, he beat Catholic Boy two back, and I thought that was a really good race where he was just able to sit in the Suburban, going a mile and a quarter. Now, you know, the second time coming back to a mile and an eighth, he should be able to sit there up close to the pace to lead. Uh, Vino Rosso is the other horse that I thought really had an opportunity to really run 
really good. I like the fact that John Velasquez stays with him. He's going to stalk the pace. He does a, he has a win at the distance. Uh, only thing concerning me, he has no wins over the track at Saratoga. Makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, this is the second race off a of three-month layoff, but he's going to sit up close to the pace. Anybody knows Johnny V. Johnny V. sits really nice in the pocket, and he's not going to sit on the lead, but he'll sit off two or three. They took the blinkers off. He might even fall back a little bit further. He'd be the horse that I'd play underneath second, Vino Rosso. And then I'm going to throw a little bit of a long shot in there. Mongolian groom would be the horse I'd throw in there. The things that concern me, he's 15-1 morning line, jock change. Uh, when you look at Sayas taking over for Cedillo, um, he's never ran at Saratoga. He's never um, had a win at the distance. But when you look at it, look at some of the horses in the racing line. Okay, the last five horses, uh, last last five races, they've all been greatest stakes that he's run in. He got beat by Vino Rosso, one back where he ran fourth. Uh, you go up uh, uh, two races back, Catalina Cruiser beat him. Going a mile in the 16th, he ran a good race. He finished second by a head to uh, Catalina Cruiser. And then you look at High Power, the other uh, Sadler horse that came out really a surprise in the Pacific Classic and ran uh, really well. He finished third in there behind Draft Pick, who's not in the race, and High Power. So I think this horse at a price can kind of run. I don't like the closers in the race. I'm not looking for the closers to come and make real big runs in the race. Uh, but I do feel like you know, if if you felt good about Yoshida, who's the morning line favorite, you can put in the last two times Rosario has rode him. He's come from way out the clouds. Um, he has a grade one win, a grade three win on dirt. This is his third off the layoff in the racing cycle, so he might be good. He has a win at the track, uh, Saratoga, and he also has a win at the distance. But I'm trying to beat him with preservationists. I think will be the horse to win. Vino Rosso second. Uh, Magolian Groom would be find uh, in there as well as Yoshida. The rest of them I'm throwing out. I like your preservationist pick, and I like Vino Rosso. Yoshida could could be in the mix, so you know you might not get any bombs in there. My my concern about Mongolian Groom is a short turnaround. You know, ran on the 17th, then they're going to fly him back east, and then he's going to come, you know, come out. But sometimes that's good. Sometimes the trainer feels like this horse is on its toes and feeling really good. Came out of the race great and. You know, you just come and roll right back with that horse, and good things happen sometimes. So, I know you know that. Yeah, and and when they're doing good, you got to put them back out on the track. And so they must feel like he's doing well enough for them to fly him across country and put him in the race. But I just feel like the horses that he's run against um, have been really well. When you talk about, um, you know, uh, Catalina Cruz, and you talk about high-powered, and then you look at the Vino Rosso. So I'm just going to stick with it because, to me, I think, the six horse and uh, four one, the thirty to one. He's probably not going to be in it. Mister Buff, I think, is you know on a big class hike. He he was facing state bread, so don't think he sits in there. And then Bell Harbor is a speed fade uh, kind of horse. He's Grade Three place, but he has no wins at the distance. He has no wins at the track. So I'm throwing him out. I'm gonna chunk him. People will probably bet him because Castellano is on him, but I'm gonna try to go and win with the with the five preservationists because I think he'll go to the lead. Val Harbor will probably be sitting right on his hawk trying to wear him down. Uh, and Tom Detot will probably be sitting just off of them. But I think preservationists, if you go back to his race, uh, two back in the Suburban, going a mile and a quarter, he just set chilly, you know, out the two hole and just kind of went to the lead and just kind of, you know, set chilly, set nice. And Junior Alvarado did a really good job when he beat Catholic boy. So 
Uh, I, I don't know what happened when he got, you know, the wide draw seven out of the seven hole out of seven horses, and all of a sudden he went straight to the front and just kind of fell off. So it'll be interesting to see his tactics in this race. But I'm, I'm preservationist as a horse. I think might be my best bet of the day. Well, yeah, and another great weekend oration at Del Mar and Saratoga. Have some big races at both tracks and. You could tell Brian BC's done this before. I don't know if you fans know this. He worked for TVG as an on-set announcer for a couple of years, enjoyed that, gave out some winners over the time. Uh, once in a while gave out a loser, not like me, giving out weekly losers. <laughs> and so, but, hey, listen, BC, good to hear your voice. I know, you, you, I know you're doing well. I, I know you just got off the golf course. I appreciate you taking some time with us. And, and uh, great advice there for BC Jr. And uh, – I know the fans in the IRL hoping that you get back in it next year in the NFL and, and bring your talents back out to the field. Have a great day. Have a great weekend, and hopefully we'll catch some tickets. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Be good, man. Talk to you. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Odds and Ends with Mike Tice Fast Friday. I'd like to thank my guest, Brian Cox, for sharing those stories about coaching, family, and picking a couple of horses for us for this weekend. Also, don't forget 4 o'clock on Saturday – all 32 teams will cut down to 53 players in the National Football League. And on Sunday, they'll be able to add 10 players to their practice squad. Same time, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Thanks for taking the time to listen and tune in next week for Odds and Ends with Mike Tice.